Welcome to the Mission Matters podcast, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University, celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old-plus mission that is St. Louis U, brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. Welcome back. I am pleased to have today Dr. John Martin, who is the Director for the Center of Anatomical Science and Education, also part of the Department of Surgery. So Dr. Martin, welcome. It's good to have you here today. Well, Virginia, thanks for having me. John, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Anything at all you want to share with us to give us a little sense of who you are. Wow. I've been at SLU for a long, long time. 1988 was my freshman year here at SLU. Wow. I received all of my degrees from SLU. So a bachelor's in biology. And then from there, I I came to the School of Medicine where I received a master's in anatomy. Following that, I took a job here in anatomy, a staff position, Uh, worked in the lab, and uh, I decided to go back and complete my graduate degree with a PhD in anatomy. um, And I received that in 2001. And upon completing my doctorate, there was an open faculty position and they offered it to me and I took it. So uh, from instructor, assistant to associate, and now full professor and the director. I think we call that a lifer. Yes. <laughs> I've been at SLU for a long time. So I think it was Father Biondi's uh, second year here when that was my first year as a freshman. Yeah. Wow. So did you grow up in St. Louis as well? No, I'm actually from Dayton, Ohio. Ah, so you came to SLU and just never left. That is correct. Yes. SLU is really my home. I've been here at the university most of my life. So the topic for today is the gift body program. The program itself is where a donor who, instead of checking on your license, that you are an organ donor, this is the gift of your body at death to SLU's medical school for students to learn how to become doctors through gross anatomy, correct? That is correct. So yeah, that's really important to clarify that. So this is not organ donation. This is the entire body is donated to the university. They're donating their their entire body upon their death. And so the center here administers the gift body program for the university. So we have a couple of staff positions. Lisa David is our gift body coordinator. So she works with the the funeral homes for transporting donor bodies. She works with uh, people that want to sign up to gift their body. And she works with the staff down in the basement here in Shwatala Hall, where we have the morgue that receives the bodies and processes the bodies. So uh, we've been doing this for, I'm not sure how long. I believe it started in the 1950s, 60s. Uh, That's when the university started this program, and um, it's a very robust program in a sense that we have a lot of people that have signed up to gift their body upon their death. Wow. So individuals have to complete a donor form. They have to complete it and sign it, get it notarized. So that's how it works. We just can't have any individual, you know, that has died and they want to donate their body, um, they have to have been signed up to the program prior to their death. Sure. That makes perfect sense. 
Um, but that's that's really what it is. Uh, they have to uh, complete the donor form, have it notarized. We send them some forms that they're approved, completed, and so on. And really, it's up to the donor's family members to contact us upon that person's death. And if I remember from the website, which is a really very well done website, the donor does not have to be local. That is correct. One thing that's really kind of difficult with our gift body program is that some individuals will sign up, you know, when they're relatively young, 30s or 40s, but you know, they move, they can move out of out of the St. Louis area, out of state, just as long as they inform us of their change of address, they are still in the program. So yeah, we have a relatively wide distribution of donors. Most of them are in the St. Louis area, but yeah, there are are many that are out of state. So it's fairly wide. It's just uh, the difficult thing is keeping us informed of current addresses, current contact information. That's really the, the hard part. So what's the importance of this program for medical students in general, but for SLU medical students in particular? Well, we feel that anatomic dissection is really important because First of all, it gives students that three-dimensional aspect of the body and the organs. Learning anatomy, it's all about relationships, you know, identifying this muscle and the nerve and the relationship of those two structures together. So that's a really important thing is knowing relationships and trying to develop that three-dimensional relationship of these important structures in the human body. So that's an important aspect. Another important aspect is just that we all are a little bit different inside. Ah, Um, Inside and outside. (laughs) Correct. Just like our fingerprints are are unique. There are a vast number of anatomic variations. So giving students that opportunity to look at different cadavers provides them that opportunity to see anatomic variations which is really important when acquiring that anatomic knowledge when you're working with a patient that might have situs inversus in which the heart and all of the internal organs are on the opposite side from the normal. So just uh, being aware of these anatomic variations, it's really important. That is so interesting. So I never in a hundred years would have guessed that inside there's that much variation among our bodies. It also offers an opportunity to see some pathology, typically elderly people that have cancer. So they get to see a different type of tumor, arthritis, a lot of knee replacements, uh, hip replacements, a lot of pacemakers. So our students become aware of these things that as older individuals, you know, our body kind of breaks down and, you know, we need a knee replacement, hip replacement, we need a pacemaker, whatever it might be. And you become more aware of that, of the pathology too, so whatever cancer it might be that this individual had that passed away due to that cancer. So it provides them a kind of a real life opportunity to not only study the anatomy within an individual, but to see perhaps some variation within that individual and some real life experiences that that individual went through in their life, whether it's a knee replacement or a pacemaker or whatever, it somewhat individualizes the experience. We do inform the students of how each cadaver 
how that how that person passed away. Okay. Um, so whether it's Alzheimer's disease or cancer or a heart attack, we inform them. We we do not give them any personal information, uh, no names. So I the first time I attended the gift body service because there's a prayer service every fall for these donors, right? Or their families. And the first time I attended that was just this past fall. And the testimony of the medical students was so touching to me. The one thing that I remember the most, it was a female med student who talked about as she was learning in her class about the anatomy and physiology, all of that, She was also realizing, and she was speaking about um, her study of the hand, the structure of the hand. And she said, I just was very reflective about what has this hand done throughout the course of this person's life? You know, who have they touched? What, What other hands have they held? What work has been done? And it was just such a moving moment for me to realize two things. One, the incredible gift of that donor. But two, the respect and reverence paid by the students to that gift and to that individual, even though they might not know their names. Well, yeah, here at SLU, the first year medical students take gross anatomy in the fall. So it's one of the first classes that they take in medical school. And um, in a sense, it's like their first patient. So there's that experience of dealing with a person that has a background um, that has life experiences. And yeah, studying the intricacies of the hand. And again, how many people has that hand touched uh, throughout their life? So it gives the students an opportunity to reflect on that individual that gave their life, their body to the advancement of science, to future clinicians, to acquire the knowledge and skills of the human body. And the students, we inform the students at the very beginning of the course that we will have a, an annual mem- memorial service. And it's the students that organize with the faculty's help. They organize the service. And the most meaningful part of the service is the student reflections. So we have four to five volunteers that will get up and in front of the guests there reflect on their experience of how it's been meaningful to to them and learning not only gross anatomy, but learning more about the human body. And uh, again, these individuals' life experiences and um, to acknowledge to those family members there that are present at the service, to acknowledge the donor's gift to them to learn this information and to use this information for their professional development as they develop as, as future clinicians. So to backtrack a little bit, I'm sure all medical schools have associated programs like this. Is that, is that correct? Some do, some don't. Many schools, as they decrease their preclinical curriculum to get students into the hospitals earlier, which most medical schools are doing now. The time for preclinical classes has has decreased and therefore the time in the lab for gross anatomy has decreased as well. Um, But we still have a a complete dissection course here at SLU and primarily it's because we have a very, very strong gift body program 
Uh, in a typical year and normal year, we have over 400 bodies that we receive. Oh my goodness. You know, as you're describing what's required in that type of a learning, even beyond the mechanics of it, I'm hearing other learnings going on at the same time. So learning something about a person in front of you and needing to navigate that uh, line of this is a body, but it's also a life. There was a full person here who has relationships and families and histories and gifts and deficiencies. So all those um, secondary learnings, if you will, I would imagine are key to the way SLU prepares its medical students. Yeah, I would agree. It, It provides that opportunity to not only learn the anatomy, but have that experience of this individual that has given their body to the university with all of their, their life experiences. Of course, we don't know all those life experiences, but you can just imagine what those individuals have gone through. Yeah. And it provides those secondary experiences that kind of enrich the, the process of learning anatomy and right. um, structure function of the human body. Right. And then of course um, the question about what happens at the end. So the families do not receive the bodies back and there is, they can't receive the remains or the cremains. And so what happens once the students are finished? Right. So the ashes are buried at our plot at Saints Peter and Paul Cemetery in South St. Louis, right off of Gravoy near River de Pair. And twice a year, we bury ashes at the cemetery We have a small little ceremony in which a priest from the university recently has been Father David Swalski. He'll do a a cemetery burial. Someone from campus ministry, typically Erin Schmidt, she attends the, the ceremony as well. And then myself and some of the staff members here in the Center for Anatomical Science and Education also attend. It's a small little ceremony that we do twice a year, typically in November right after All Souls Day, and then typically in the spring around Easter. So the ashes, they're co-mingled. So it would be impossible to return a family's loved one to them. Right. Ashes from various individuals are collected together and then um, buried. I think it's important to know, though, that there is a ceremony, like a burial ceremony for those folks that must be important to families. For the family members, the big experience for them is the is the annual memorial service sure. that occurs in, in November at College Church, which the medical students organize. Right. So that's the big service. Students can sign up to volunteer as a musician. So they do all the music. They identify the songs that they want to perform. There's one song that we always tend to have them perform, and that's Amazing Grace. That's one song that we always have. And Everyone there in the church can participate in singing that, but all the other music is identified and performed by the the medical students. We have individuals from various religious faiths get up and do a prayer, whatever religious faith it might be of the student population uh, within the medical class. And then we have the reflections, the student reflections, which are very meaningful. 
And we also have a flower procession so that students can participate in processing from the back of church all the way up to the altar to place a flower near the altar. And at the end of the service, we take those flowers to the grave and we place them there. That is great. So this is kind of a great segue from that. When we speak about the mission of SLU and you know, SLU isn't just a university. SLU is a Catholic Jesuit university. So the mission of SLU, forming men and women for and with others, how do you see this program as being an expression of that mission? Well, we've had individuals here that have gifted their body to the university. So that's a gift. It's a tremendous gift. It's an opportunity to pass something to the next generation for them to learn about the body. So that in itself is very unique and really matches the mission of the university. I think the thing that I was struck by in the service in the fall was the realization that when the donor gifts their body to the medical school, that trains future medical professionals who then are going to go on to improve the quality of life of other folks who will be able to go on with their lives in a more healthy way. Like it is just a gift that continues to give right. over and over and over and over. And I, I was very moved by that reality. Right. So in one sense, it's an eternal gift, which is beautiful. Right. Not only is this experience for our medical students, but it's also for other students here in the university that also take gross anatomy. So the allied health students in the Doisy College Right. They take gross anatomy as well. So not only does it impact medical students, but allied health students, so for future physical therapy students, occupational therapy students, athletic training students, right. they take gross anatomy. And so they, they also have an opportunity to participate in the memorial service as well. Oh, good. In addition, our graduate students, many students that come our way want to make a profession out of teaching anatomy. So those students um, are also involved in gross anatomy courses. But in addition, we provide cadavers to residents here in the university, to fourth year medical students that need to revisit some form of gross anatomy, whether it's within the head region or the lower limb region or the pelvic region. So they can come back and in an elective course, relearn that anatomy to help them as they move on to their residency. We also provide workshops on Lindell at Young Hall, right next to the Moolah Theater. There's practical anatomy and surgical education that provides workshops to practicing physicians around the world. So that's been going on for nearly 30 years here at the university where physicians come in and whatever course it might be, if it's a a neurology course or a neurosurgery course, they'll be using the brain or the spinal cord or the vertebral column or the skull, whatever it might be to help those practicing physicians relearn their anatomy and, and learn a new surgical technique on how to treat their patients or whether it's plastic surgery, the new surgical techniques to conduct a certain plastic surgery, uh, a facelift or something like that, um, knee replacements. Um, anything. So that's an important aspect of our gift body program too. Not only for the students 
here at the university, but beyond our students to practicing physicians around the world. All oriented toward improving the quality of life. I love that. Right. Yeah, we offer about 15 to 20 workshops annually here at Practical Anatomy and Surgical Education. And uh, um, these practicing physicians can earn um, continuing medical education credit. That's excellent. Also, we at Practical Anatomy and Surgical Education, there is our student outreach program, um, the AIMS program, A-I-M-S, which is Adventures in Medicine and Science. And it's our outreach program for current middle school and current high school students. So schools come in to the lab and they get an experience to see and, and look at a cadaver and learn about the anatomy and and learn about medicine and looking at the structure and function of the human body. Many times medical students give the presentations to these students. And part of that AIMS program is not only providing them an opportunity to learn anatomy, but also providing an opportunity for healthy choices. You know, here's what a lung looks like uh, after many years of smoking and things like that. One of the missions of, of the AIMS program is not only learning the anatomy, um, giving these students an early exposure to anatomy and a career in the medical profession, but also healthy living choices. Right. Hmm, sounds like that might need to be a different podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. They um, also have distance learning where they can, through Zoom, they can broadcast a, a session throughout the nation near the Arctic circles, way up in Alaska, we've had these schools that participate in our distance learning programs. Yeah, we have a a very strong outreach program here through our AIMS program. Uh, Many students that come our way to SLU as an undergraduate have gone through our AIMS program and want to pursue a degree in which helps them get into the medical profession, whether it's an MD or a physical therapy or nursing, whatever it might be. So, wow, no idea that was going on, (laughs) but it all goes back to our gift body program. Not only here are here in the school of medicine for our students in gross anatomy courses, but we have outreach to middle school and high school students. And we also have practicing physicians that are also learning through our gift body program. Ooh, a lot of information, a (laughs) a lot of really great stuff going on. Yeah. So, uh, just by means of wrapping up, is there anything else that we missed that needs to be said? Well, I think there is a trend in anatomical education now to go digital. Oh. There are these $100,000, $200,000 tables that are a big monitor that are as long as a, as a human cadaver. And these monitors will have a, a virtual cadaver on there where students can come around the table and learn their anatomy that way. And, you know, they can, um, with click of a button, okay, remove, remove this anatomical component, like let's say the skin. So we can remove the skin and we can go just to the muscles, just show the muscles. Okay. Or remove the muscles, just show the bones, uh, of a particular area, whether it's the lower limb, the upper limb, or, or we can zoom in through the skull, through all the foramina, through which all the cranial nerves pass and all the different arteries pass into and out of the skull. So that's kind of where anatomy is going into this virtual realm. 
which I think is a good supplement, but not a good replacement. I love that distinction. So talk about taking the personal out of it. <laughs> right. But not only does it take the person out of it, it takes the three-dimensional aspect out of it. And it also takes the knowledge about anatomic variations out of it. Right. Well. Because typically this cadaver that's being displayed is of, of one individual that has a certain anatomy to it. Yeah. It, it removes those important aspects of the experience. Yeah. And of course it's new, it's, it's technology. It, it is attractive to potential students. So I could see that as some here to attract students, but we really strongly believe that the best way to learn anatomy is in the lab where you acquire that experience of the three di- dimensional aspects of anatomical relationships and the, the opportunity to see different variations in anatomy. Because the, the future for these students, whether it's a physical therapy student or a medical student, they're not going to have digital patients walking through the door. That is correct. We are all a little bit different, um, right. not only in our experiences as individuals, but inside as well. And uh, future clinicians need to be aware of that. That is the mission that is treating each person as they have been created in the image and likeness uh, as we believe in it. So thank you for that. John, thank you so much for your time today. Really, really, really grateful to get a little bit of an insight into the Gift Body program and to have an opportunity to say thank you for all you're doing. And through you, your colleagues and your students, and actually to each of the donors as well. So thank you very, very much. Well, thank you, Virginia. Thank you for the opportunity to to be interviewed for this podcast and bringing awareness to the university and perhaps beyond about what goes on here at the School of Medicine. So thank you. And to our listeners, don't forget to follow us on social media at SLU Jesuit Mission. And if you know of a colleague who is living the mission quietly, but out loud and seems to be hidden in plain sight, contact us in the Office of Mission Identity so we can highlight the good work that they're doing. Until next time, let's remember, especially in this Ignatian year, that we are one SLU where mission matters. You can engage the mission intentionally here at SLU, and you can encounter it randomly. But good luck graduating without ever touching it in some way. God bless everyone.